Hey, it's Brad, and I'm back with uh, episode two of Laying the Smackdown. And I realize it's been a while, but, you know, I've been busy with school and stuff like that. So I get about ten minutes before I'm going to go watch Red Eye with my dad. Seems like a pretty good movie. I watched about the half of it earlier. Um, then my cable box screwed up, so I'm going to watch that. Um, anyway, first of all, I just kind of wanted to talk about some views on my, or my wrestling views right now. Um, SmackDown finally stopped using Eddie Guerrero so much and their promos, which makes me pretty happy. And I thought it was good that last Friday Chavo finally came out to attack Randy for what he said instead of Ray. You know, it's finally good that uh, somebody from Eddie's immediate family was involved in it instead of someone that was like a brother to him. Um, sorry, I apologize, I do have a cold or allergies or something, so I do sound kind of funny, but, um, also, um, I thought it was cool that they're having a rematch for the World Heavyweight title on SmackDown this Friday night, um, let's see what other, I thought the six-man tag match on SmackDown was pretty good, it was kind of gross watching JBL's hand, uh, snap. Uh, somebody did tell me that they thought it looked like a work, but honestly, in my opinion, I think if it was a work, they did a pretty good job of it, because um, his hand looked really stuck, and I thought I saw his wrist break or something like that when he, the stairs got kicked, and then when he went in and Ray Mysterio did the 619 to him, you could tell he was trying to hide his hand from it, and then when the match was over and they started celebrating, he was calling for someone to come out and help him, and so oh probably the funniest thing on smackdown that night there was a couple things first off uh booker t came out for commentary again which that in itself is hilarious but um it then the dicks come out in their last match on smackdown because you know the dicks got released yes i'm not going to get into any dick jokes because I'm not sure why, but I don't think I'd make people laugh too much with it. But, um, yeah, so they come out and we're expecting a tag match. And come to find out, it's a handicap match and the dicks start celebrating. And, well, they don't celebrate too long because they find out that their opponent is the Boogeyman. And, actually, for the first time, Boogeyman did moves and proved that he could wrestle and he he beat the dicks yes that's another corny thing but I figured I'd have to throw one in there so boogeyman took on both the dicks and he beat them and won the match and then after the match he spit worms in one of the dicks faces or as you could say he spit worms on the dicks head um, so, then he has this big old bag, and Col uh, Taz and Cole are like, what's in this bag? What's he doing? Why is he coming over here? And, you know, Booker T and Charmel take off through the crowd, and Boogie comes and dumps his big bag of dirt and worms on the desk, and spreads them around, and Taz and Cole freak out and jump behind the guardrail, and like, you know, just freak out, and... Uh, Michael Cole acted pretty sissy like oh I'm not gonna sit down and 
stuff like this and he's like Taz why don't you sit down and check and see if those are alive and Taz is like you idiot look they're moving around obviously they're alive so and then they come back from the commercial and the guy's still sweeping them off the desk and well I will admit that I've been too tired to take notes and so I'm just kind of going off the top of my head of what I can remember um, and then I remember well, my cable got messed up for about 10 minutes, and it was when Rey Mysterio came out, and but I knew that Teddy was going to announce him into the WrestleMania main event, so it's going to be a triple threat, Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio, and Randy Orton for the World Heavyweight title at WrestleMania, or maybe or whoever the champion is come WrestleMania, because um, it could be Taker this Friday, if anybody hasn't read the spoilers yet. Um... I read them last night and I'm not gonna say what happened because uh, I don't like to ruin things for people so then I heard something about from the other podcast that Crystal and Jillian came out and like ripped each other's clothes off and I think they're gonna have a match next week um, might be a brawn panties match I'm not sure I don't really know how well that would go but yeah it's just my opinion and then uh, the other funny thing I was talking about was Paul Burchill and his pirate outfit. You know, he comes up and he's like, hello, and stuff like that. So I thought that was pretty funny. And he gives William Regal a bomb, which William Regal sold this very well. And he's like, oh, what the hell is this? Oh, it's a bloody bomb. And starts freaking out. And then, you know, it like does the... CG, not CG effects, but, you know, lighting effects, and, um, Berto comes back, and he goes, boom, and it was just, it was great, um, I'm liking this, I think that, um, you know, between TNA and SmackDown, someone was talking to me what I like better, and I'll say that SmackDown has better promos, but TNA has better matches, most of the time, um, except for like the Kurt Angle matches, he's one of the greatest. Might not like him all the time, but he's good at what he does. And you know, we haven't seen Mark Henry for a while, so hoping maybe he got hurt. Oh wait, no, I can't really say that because I do know where he's been and what's been happening. Uh, people will find out next week, um, or actually this week, I should say. But look for Paul Burchill to have his first match next Friday on SmackDown. The first SmackDown of March. And um, I heard that a WrestleMania match between Chris Benoit and JBL has been scheduled for WrestleMania. And I've also heard that Goldberg is in serious negotiations with TNA that, um, and Spike TV that he might only be on one or two or a few of the impact shows just like sting but he is most likely gonna sign because he wants to stick it to vince and he also said that he does not want to be remembered for his uh wrestlemania match between brock lesnar and himself um i heard that was a really bad match and they got booed out of the arena but honestly i missed wrestlemania 21 and from what I've heard, there were a lot of legends and good matches, 
and I'm really tempted to check that out so I might uh, download that soon or since I'm too poor and too broke to buy the box set so um, anyway I got about a couple minutes before I go watch a movie so I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up here again I apologize for not having music at the start of the show and I'm not too sure when I'm gonna finish but it'll either be tomorrow or later tonight that's uh, pretty much all I can remember for Smackdown um, I didn't watch TNA so I can't really cover that too much um, so I guess I'll come back and um, I'll look up some more news and I will cover last night's Raw and give my opinions on things and in the coming weeks uh, with the help of a few people I'll be thinking of little segments and stuff to have you know so um, I'm going to go watch Red Eye with my dad uh, spend some time with him so I will be back in a little bit hey everyone I am back and it's about 11:30 at night uh, Red Eye was a good movie but I am going to retire to my bed I am freaking tired so I'm going to give my raw review tomorrow find some news and stuff uh, anyway uh, I'll be back for the rest of the show tomorrow thanks for listening guys hello everybody I am back and it is now Saturday at 3 p.m. sorry for the long delay but I've had a lot of things to do and I was real tired yesterday so I went to bed pretty early but I recorded Smackdown last night and I'm going to watch it now and review it and give my opinions on it and you'll have to excuse me I'm having an allergy attack or bronchitis or something because about three people I knew around me had it so anyway uh, Smackdown starts off showing the Taker and Angle match from No Way Out and talking about how the rematch is going to take place tonight. Um, everybody knows that Taker had the triangle choke on Angle and he reversed it into a pin and the Undertaker was pissed. So, um, anyway, still showing it. And the intro video, just fast forward through this real quick. So this um, this is pretty much the first time I'm watching it, so I apologize if there's delays between my talking. Um, okay, it takes forever to start a match. First match, Booker T and Tatanka. Yeah, that kind of a random match. And Charmel's on commentary talking about how Booker T is the greatest. And they showed last week of Boogeyman throwing the worms all over the desk. I believe I talked about that uh, at the beginning of this. Uh, Booker T's long entrance. Here comes Tatanka. And Charmel sits down, starts talking, everybody knows what she says. Basically the Booker T's the best and he is still hurt and not 100% and Teddy Long forced him to retain the title and he lost it because he was not 100% which we all know is BS. So it's just their reasoning for why Booker T lost saying oh well he wasn't 100% yeah we all know that's crap.
Um, I've been hearing a lot of people saying that Tatanka's out of shape and no good, but um, honestly, he doesn't. Re he's not really that out of shape, as most people say, and he's a lot older than the other people, and he's not bad. He's, in fact, pretty impressive at his age, you know. Oh, just another thing I saw yesterday. I saw that Mr. McMahon is going to be on the cover of uh, Muscle and Fitness Magazine or something. And for a 60-year-old man to have muscles that big like that, it's obvious that he is on steroids. Now, you know, the day that they announced that they were going to have a drug policy, he decided he doesn't want to be a contracted wrestler anymore. And, well, it's obvious why he doesn't, because he's on steroids. So, I don't know how that's going to work with him and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. So, we'll see. Booker T with the scissor kick. Oh, no, wait. Spinebuster. Booker T with the side kick to the face. One, two, no. Tonka kicks out. Just fast forwarding a little bit here. Booker T with the headlock. Tonka gets up after two, as usual, which happens with everybody. Tonka on the top gets countered. Booker T with the scissors kick up, and he starts to go for the spinneroonie. But what happens? The boogeyman music hits, and the red smoke. And here comes the boogeyman, and the look on Booker T's face is priceless. Charmel's freaking out, and oh, the boogeyman's behind Charmel. She freaks out and runs away. Tatanka rolls up Booker T from behind for the win. And the boogie's doing his little dance with the worms hanging out of his mouth, stalking Booker T and Charmel. Ugh. I don't know how he could eat worms like that. Then the smoke's coming out of the staff. He's doing his little chicken dance in the ring. And he's going crazy. And they're showing a replay of what just happened. Tonight, Bobby Lashley and Fit Finley will be in a match. And commercials. So I thought that that Booker T and Tatanka match was pretty good. Although, once again, like I was saying on the Sharpshooter show the other day, I'm tired of these roll-up endings. But, I mean, that one I can understand because he was distracted and I was going for a quick win. But... I'm just really tired of all these matches where you go have a 30 minute match and all of a sudden you just roll somebody up and win. Now let me pause this right here. It's the tale of the tape for Kurt Angle and The Undertaker. Kurt Angle's 5'11", Taker's uh, 6'10". Uh, well let me just read off Kurt Angle's first. Kurt Angle 5'11", 220 pounds, his signature moves are the, angle lock and the, uh, the ankle lock and the angle slam. His career highlights are he's the current world heavyweight champion and an Olympic gold medalist. And the taker is 6'10", 305 pounds. His signature moves are the tombstone pile driver and the last ride. His career highlights are he's a four-time WWE champion and he's 13-0 undefeated at WrestleMania. So that just little history lesson there, I guess. And Taz says it's two future Hall of Famers, which I agree with that. They're showing Angle in the back, uh, basically gearing up for his match. 
and Taz and Cole are talking and I'm fast forwarding it so I don't know what they're talking about they're showing highlights of Rey Mysterio winning the Royal Rumble again and Randy Orton winning over Rey at No Way Out with the stupid roll up pin and basically leading up to showing that Rey was put back in the main event for Wrestlemania um, let's see uh, I really don't need to be reminded of this every week and here comes Randy Orton I guess he's gonna have a match and his opponent is ah, went to a commercial for MLB 06 uh, the show for PSP and actually I rented that yesterday it's a great game just a little plug for that here so if anybody has a PSP you can go check that out it's got the career mode which is pretty interesting I like it a lot and more commercials another Wrestlemania commercial some 30 days from yesterday and Randy Orton's opponent is it's super crazy now this should be pretty interesting but I think we all know who's gonna win the match so, and then there's Randy Orton with that nasty evil look there's a thing on the bottom saying Batista's gonna be at the Arnold uh, Fitness Festival this weekend or I think Randy Orton with a headlock another one um, and another one oh, what is this headlock fest 2006 um, Orton tries to go up top super crazy knocks him down super crazy uh, with a kick while Orton standing on the apron or a drop kick off the top springboard flip over the top onto Orton picking him up throwing him back in the ring goes for a pin one two no and super crazy just kinda standing around picking him up whip to the corner reverse super crazy into the corner Orton runs in gets countered with an elbow super crazy up top and it looks like he's going for the Lucha DDT oh and he spins around and goes outside and drops Orton's neck onto the rope going up top and he does a moonsault Orton moves super crazy lands on its face now that looked like it hurt uh, he's flopping around Orton's laying on his stomach looking dead the referees counting and they're showing a replay of the moonsault Orton gets up to his feet first super crazy still down looks dazed Orton picks him up throws him into the ropes super crazy rebounds jumps off the middle rope turns around and drop kicks Orton in the face gets to his feet goes for the cover one two no that was really close super crazy saying he got three but the referee says no it was two basically the referee saying shut up and let me do my job um, crazy to his feet first picks up Orton by the head Orton reverses pokes him in the eye looks like Orton's gonna go up top 
super crazy runs, jumps off the middle rope and kicked him in the face, uh, uh, punch to the face, super crazy climbs up, one, two, three, four, five, six, and then he gets six punches to the head before Orton pushes him off, jumps down, oh, with Orton with a nasty clothesline that flips super crazy upside down onto his stomach. Orton's doing the stalking move, which I think means the RKO's coming. And there it is, the RKO. One, two, three. Orton goes over super crazy, which I think everybody knew that. So let me go ahead and fast forward this. Orton's doing his taunt thing, showing re uh, then they're showing highlights of the match. They just announced that tonight it will be Matt Hardy and a mystery partner against Eminem for the tag titles again. Uh, some commercials. Uh, I like that match between uh, Super Crazy and Orton. I like watching the cruiserweights. Uh, sorry, cruiserweights wrestle. It's always entertaining. So, uh, you know. And then their show uh, shows back on. They're showing footage of JBL's hand surgery and actually the more I think about it and the more I hear about it I'm thinking maybe this is a work so I don't know I can't really tell I mean it, I thought I saw his hand snap last week but you know that's just me but it's been announced that at Wrestlemania to be JBL against Benoit for the US title um, I'm not sure if JBL's going to go over or not. I think it would be stupid to have Benoit win the U.S. title and then have him lose it again so fast to JBL, who's become Jobber-L, uh, or Jobble, whatever you want to call him. Here comes Eminem, and there's a bunch of photographers, and everybody's rolling out the red carpet, and uh, I think that's pretty silly. And there's Melina in the middle, looking as conservative as ever. And the guys are wearing the belts, the tag team title belts from their waist. Supposed to be like, I guess they're crotch hanging down. I don't know. Let's fast forward through this because it's boring. Uh, da -da 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 -da. Oh, and they go to another commercial. Now that's something that annoys me. They go to commercials every freaking five seconds. I just get tired and tired of commercials. And here comes Matt Hardy by himself. Da -da 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 -da. And who is his partner? We are about to find out. His partner is... It's Animal from LOD, as if anybody couldn't figure that out. Wait a second. Animal doesn't look as fat as he did at the Royal Rumble. Who knows? Maybe he's actually been working out. Anyway, long entrance where he just walks in. Da 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 da, taunting. Okay. Hardy starts off the match with Mercury. Goes for a quick roll up, no. Matt Hardy wearing the green pants and Mercury wearing the white pants. Now, see my opinion is Matt Hardy dresses 
and looks like he would belong in Eminem, but yet he denied that. I don't know. I'm guessing, uh, because the sharpshooters were talking about how Matt Hardy should just keep teaming up with people until they find a good partner for him to beat Eminem the titles for, which actually, I think that's what they're doing, which to me seems pretty cool, although I'm not really sure who they could decide to have him win the titles with, so I don't know. I really agree with them and think that TNA needs to let go of Jeff Hardy since they're just keeping him suspended for not showing up. Um, I think they should just release him, let WWE sign him, bring back the Hardy Boys, have them win the titles at Mania maybe if that's possible. Uh, I know that would excite a lot of people. I know it would excite me. The Hardys are one of my favorite tag teams. Um, mixing cruiserweight with tag team wrestling, oh, it's a beautiful thing. Anyway, back to the match here. Hardy and Mercury still going at it. Mercury tags out to Nitro. Animal's just waiting to be tagged in. Um, and there's the tag. Actually, you know what? Uh, my dad just got home from work, so I'm going to have to uh, take a break real quick and stuff. So I'll be back in a few minutes. Okay, I am back again, and I once again I apologize for all the delays. But my dad came home, and uh, we ended up going, and I ended up bringing a kitten home from the Humane Society. So that was pretty cool. I've been playing with her all day and stuff. I just got done watching the end of TNA. I missed the first half, um, so I'll get into that after I finish covering SmackDown. Let me just finish up this match real quick. I believe where I left off was with. Eminem against Hardy and Animal. Let me just fast forward into this match real quick. Animals and Mercury are outside of the ring. Nitro goes in and he's by himself. Animals getting up slow on the outside. What happened was uh, Melina jumped on Animals back and she kind of shoved him forward into Nitro's super kick type thing and now she just need him in the gut and Mercury comes and throws him in the ring or kind of rolls him into the ring because he's fat um, one two no again I apologize if I don't sound too energetic I'm pretty tired but uh, decided I need to get this done so uh, the longer I wait the less I'm gonna do it there's a double Russian leg sweep by Eminem on Animal one two no Mercury pounding his head. That sounds bad, but you guys know what I mean. And here's Animal pretty much getting just getting his butt kicked and just fast forward through this a little more. More of the double teaming or triple teaming if you want to count what Molina's doing in that. You know, because that's what managers do. They just interfere in matches. Animal blocks a punch, gets clotheslined and goes down, which is funny because, and there's Molina with their freaking screaming. And Mercury throws Nitro off the top onto Animal, and he gets caught into a power slam, which was really nice. I like that one. Man, Animal's fat, although he wasn't as fat as he was at the Rumble, but he's still pretty fat. I miss Hawk. He's just. Watching Animal or LOD is just not the same. Animal gets attacked to Hardy, and Hardy comes in and 
beats up Mercury. Back body drop. And he knocks Nitro out off the apron. Uh, Mercury reverses the whip, runs in, Hardy kicks him in the face. Climbing up top. <laughs> Matt Hardy screams, drops the elbow onto the back of Mercury's head. He's doing the twist of fate taunt, kicks him in the gut. Tw up, he ducks a punch from Nitro, knocks him down. And Mercury kicks him in the gut, reverses the power slam. Oh, double DDT on the Eminem by Matt Hardy. That was nice. He went for the twist of fate. Nitro came and they ended up getting double DDT'd. Side effect on Nitro. He's doing his setup for the twist of fate again. Oh! And he hits a twist of fate on Mercury. Rolls him over. One, two, and Nitro breaks up the pin. And here comes Animal. And he knocks Nitro out of the ring. You know what? And, ooh, Animal's telling him to get him up for the doomsday device. And first, uh, Animal told Hardy to go, uh, to go up, but then Matt says, you go up, and he's putting Mercury on his shoulders. Animal's up top. Oh, and Hardy got clipped in the leg, and Animal just got hurt. I can't tell. It looks like everybody just kind of fell. Monitra with the super kick. Mercury grabs him, and the snapshot. I think that's it folks. Mercury rolls him over. One, two, three. Well, that sucks. As as if anyone can't tell, the only time Eminem wins is in title matches. Um, but yet when they're in handicap matches against Kurt Angle or non-title matches against Matt Hardy and Tatanka, they lose. So... They only win in title matches, which I think is really stupid. But, you know, that's just my opinion. Uh, you guys are entitled to whatever, but... Uh, the tag team division has gone to crap, if I say so myself. I miss the glory days of the New Age Outlaws and the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys and LOD. And even the Rock and Sock Connection was a cool tag team, even though they didn't team up too much. But... Anyway, let me go through here to the next match. Don't know how long I have to wait. Oh! And, uh, Animal just attacked Matt Hardy. And I don't really understand why, but he's grabbing him on the ring post and he slams Hardy's left knee into the ring post. Supposedly it's Matt Hardy's injured knee. And now he's just walking away and Hardy can't stand up because supposedly that hurts so bad. Yeah, that seems like a bunch of crap. But hey, you know, that's pretty much what it is. Oh, here's a summer uh, WrestleMania Rewind 1997. Undertaker against Psycho Sid. That was a good match. I remember that. I actually went to the Royal Rumble that year in 97 when Shawn Michaels took on Sid. I was about 11 years old, but I'll tell you what, that was one of the greatest nights of my life. It was when Shawn Michaels won the title back from Sid, 
and I believe it was the night that Jose Lothario got hit with the camera and it was also the night that he retired from managing um, or just let's just say being a manager because that sounds better than managing I don't even know if that's a word and here comes Smackdown they showed a replay of what happened at No Way Out how Finley screwed Lashley out of his undefeated streak which I think was retarded you know you know, you have JBL beat Lashley, and then he just goes after Chris Benoit for the U.S. title. Yeah, I don't know. WWE's writers have problems. I guess that's what you get when uh, you have your daughter as the head writer. And the 2006 WWE Hall of Fame class, Bret Hart, Eddie Guerrero, and number three is Mean Gene Okerlund. Now... Uh, when I was growing up, I watched a lot of WCW and WWE, and I believe that Mean Gene was in uh, WWE, uh, not WWE, WCW most of the time when I was growing up, and I always thought he was great. I like the guy. He's one of my favorite interviewers or commentators or whatever you want to call him. Uh, I always like the guy. I think it's good to see him getting the Hall of Fame, and I think it's cool that Hogan's going to induct him, and so... Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty happy about this year's class. So, but that's just me. I'm just weird. Um, and Finley's coming to the ring with the shillelagh in his hand. Um, yeah. How about I not say that again? But uh, who knows? I'm just having fun here. You know, trying to have as much fun as I can by myself. And here comes, here comes Lashley. He looks so mean, but yet he talks so femininely. Okay, anyway, uh, enough of my impersonations, so, but yeah, you would expect Lashley to have a much manlier voice, but in fact, I think mine is more manly than his, so, and actually, Lashley's is a bit bigger and taller than Finlay, but, you know, Finlay's like 40 years old, so, but his name is Finlay, and he loves to fight, and... He needs to stop wearing that spandex because I really didn't want to see his package sticking out and a lot of people are going to be wondering why I'm looking. I wasn't looking. I just couldn't miss it because it stuck out that bad. But I mean that's what you get when you get people wearing spandex. It's just mm, Some people shouldn't wear it. I'd rather, you know, they need to wear stuff like Matt Hardy and Eminem, you know, wear jean type costumes so I don't have to see this crap. But you know, oh well, whatever. Excuse me, I had to take a drink real quick. Oh, Lashley with a nice hit in the corner, not uh, Finley on his face. I do. Oh, Finley's got the shillelagh in his hand, and he drops it and tries to kick it out of the ring. Lashley whipped him off the ropes, bends down, gets kicked in the face. Finley with a clothesline and knocked him down. Uh, put the knee on the back of his head and knocked him down. Goes for a pin one and no he kicked out after one kind of threw him off there showing a replay of Lashley's clothesline which that looked like it hurt really bad Lashley with a I don't even know what to call that it's like a sideways uh, belly to back suplex or something uh, looked like it hurt Finlay goes outside he's in pain he kicks the steel steps and he grabs a chair and throws it in the ring and two more chairs 
and another. Okay, so Finley brought four chairs into the ring. And, oh, Lashley picks one up, and they both hit each other with a chair. Finley drops his, gets hit in the gut, and then Lashley just takes him down and starts beating the hell out of him. And here come all the referees. Like, the referees are going to be able to, you know, pull him apart. And the crowd doesn't like it. The crowd wants him to fight. And here comes Finley attacking uh, Lashley. And they're in the corner, and the referees are trying to pull him apart. Lashley with shots to the back of the head. Oh, and here come a bunch of guys in black shirts. And, ah, security. <laughs> wow, there's about 20 people in, uh, trying to hold him back. And I'm not joking. Okay, and they break apart again, and Lashley tackles Finlay, but I think that's funny. There's about, um, just roughly looking, about uh, 10 to 12 people trying to hold these two apart, and they can't do it, and they're rolling Lashley out of the ring and basically dragging him to the back, um, and here comes Finlay again, and oh, he jumps off the apron and lands and knocks them all down and looks like they finally got them apart um, okay and again showing another commercial and replay or not replay a preview of The Undertaker and Kurt Angle tonight and actually I think that match is next which this is the only match that I saw live um, the other night oh wait here comes last week when Crystal took her robe off which she's not too bad kinda skinny though um, I missed this part last week so next week it's gonna be Crystal against Jillian who looks really uh, uh, Chris, uh, Jillian looks really ugly in this promo thing and here we have Paul Burchill and William Regal Burchill goes hello <laughs> I like this gimmick. Paul Burchill makes a good pirate. All I gotta say is Captain Jack Sparrow. But I'm pretty sure people have already noticed that by now. But um, anyway, let's see if anything interesting happens this time. Like a bomb or something. Um, so, um, yeah that's about it. I don't really don't know what to say about that. Nothing really happened there. Um, once again, they're showing another commercial about The Undertaker and Kurt Angle. One uh, Olympic gold medalist. One phenom. One more time. And Here comes Angle to the ring with the You Suck chance. And Kurt Angle is just like screaming at the top of his lungs like he always does. Um, Cole says he's the greatest pure wrestler. Um, and then you hear dong, and they go to a commercial. Um, yeah, okay, let me just fast forward through this. Honestly, um, I think that Kurt Angle and The Undertaker have good matches. Um, even in his old age, The Undertaker's great. Um, I never get tired of watching him. In fact, I bought The Undertaker DVD, and... I'll probably take a few episodes here and there and um, do some reviews about the Tombstone History of the Undertaker DVD, the TNA box set, and the ECW Bloodsport um, DVD. I might take a 
some time and review those um, depending on how much feedback I get back and how interested people are in hearing me I understand that I don't have the most entertaining voice or anything but once I get more comfortable and everything with this I promise I'll get better and in fact um, I've been talking to my dad and he was a big wrestling fan um, before I was born you know about 20 years ago so I might be bringing him in my uh, in here and talking to him about wrestling and back in the day and who his favorite guys were and some of his favorite moments and stuff so that should be interesting to all the older wrestling fans or just wrestling fans of uh, yesteryear or back in the day whatever you want to call it anyway this whole time I've been talking the Undertaker has been coming to the ring so I may fast forward through the match this is a 30 minute match so I'm gonna have to condense it fairly quickly um, I guess there's really nothing I need to say um, it's really just a bunch of in fact seeing as I'm about 40 minutes 41 minutes or so and I'm sure people don't want to hear about a 30 minute match so all I gotta condense it to is Undertaker going for a bunch of choke slams and last rides and tombstones and Kurt Angle reversing them into ankle locks and then there's a couple of ankle slams and Mark Henry comes out and attacks the Undertaker as he's about to pin Kurt Angle for the win and Mark Henry takes the Undertaker outside sets him on a table and the Taker lays there for a good three or four minutes while Mark Henry stands on the Spanish announce table and decides how he's going to jump and do a big splash on the Undertaker so I was like good god Mark Henry's already taken out Batista and hurt Kurt Angle and now he's going to literally kill the Undertaker so Mark Henry decides to take a running start jumps his knees hit the table and he splashes onto the Undertaker and the table just breaks and I'll be very surprised if neither one of them got hurt in that so I just I don't know why Mark Henry's wrestling he I think he's too strong and too big and inexperienced to be wrestling he's you know he's already responsible for taking out Smackdown's biggest star which is probably the reason why Angle and The Undertaker were back because Batista was taken out and um, you know I don't know Mark Henry's just hurting too many people I don't think they should have him wrestling the big stars uh, I don't think he really deserves it I mean yeah they have to use him so they don't waste his contract but is using Mark Henry uh, even though you're gonna pay him worth losing Batista I mean now you're gonna have Wrestlemania with Kurt Angle Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio instead of having Batista in it um, I mean if you have Batista Randy Orton and Kurt Angle or Kurt Angle uh, Batista and Ray or having all four of the guys that to me might be better but I mean I'm just a Batista fan so you know what do I know right but um, that pretty much does it for Smackdown it just kinda goes black and ends after that and from what I saw of TNA, um, I was looking and one of the matches was Team Canada against um, 
Oh, I can't remember who it was now. Let me check here. I think I have it open still. It was Team Canada against Chris Sabin, Sanjay Dutt, and Jay Lethal. Uh, I'm not sure who won. I missed that match. But um, there was also Samoa Joe and the Prince of Punk, Shannon Moore, against AJ Styles and the Fallen Angel. Um, but the first thing I saw was the Sting viewing party where Alex Shelley's driving and following Sting in an SUV. And Sting stops, pulls back, and almost rams Alex Shelley's uh, car. And you see this uh, guy wearing an orange shirt and an or orange hat um, come up and say, Do you think this is funny? Um, this is my family. This is my life. Do you think this is funny? This is not funny. You tell Jeff Jarrett that this is bull crap. And you tell Jeff Jarrett that um, I'm going to be at the pay-per-view next Sunday or at the next pay-per-view and you tell Jeff Jarrett that it's not going to be Sting at the pay-per-view it's going to be Steve Borden who is you know the man behind the stinger um not sure what that means but um then he gets in his car and he says get alive and something like that and drives off and it cuts to um A&W and one of the guys is just kind of pouring beer on his mouth like and you just see all the all of Jared's biatches um, just kind of like what the heck we are screwed and there's Jackie uh, Jackie Gata kind of smiling like alright yeah excuse me and um, Jared's like Alex don't you think that this was a bit of vital information you left out? Uh, don't you think that you should have uh, mentioned this? And he goes, mm, the thought crossed my mind. And so they're just kind of like, they're all scared. And then uh, Coach Demore is like, boss, boss, we are screwed. And um, so then I saw... Um, the first thing I actually, the ex actual first thing I saw when I turned on was um, Monty Brown and Christian Cage fighting, and um, they're fighting on the stage. And Jarrett, or sorry, Christian slammed Monty Brown's head into the wall, and then he ran and charged at him and missed. And then um, Monty just kind of ran and did a little bit of a modified pounce, shoulder tackle type thing, and knocked Christian off and Christian slammed his ribs right into the guardrails that were down there and it looked to me like he was not supposed to hit that and he looked like he was in a bunch of pain and I think it's possible that he could have cracked a couple of ribs or bruised his ribs um, you know and then Rhino comes out with the title and somehow Monty Brown ended up holding it above his head and Rhino was there standing uh kneeling above Christian and at the pay-per-view it's gonna be Jeff Jarrett America's Most Wanted and Abyss against Team 3D Rhino and the Truth mm -hmm. excuse me I'm sorry um so which I've noticed that Jeff Jarrett's either in a main event title match or He's involved in a huge tag team match. You know, I'm talking going back to the DVDs, which I have just been watching TNA for, uh, since December on Impact. So, 
But, you know, I'm just glad to see Jarrett without the title for now. But, um, the next match was Samoa Joe and the Prince of Punk, Shannon Moore, against AJ Styles and the Fallen Angel. This was a good match, but I think everybody figured that Joe was going to go over again. Um, either that or Moore was going to get pinned. But, um, uh, let's see, I remember, um, Daniel's knocking Joe out of the ring, and then AJ ran and did a, uh, was it a forward moonsault, like, pretty much like a somersault over the top rope onto Joe, and AJ, I think, got knocked out of the ring, and Daniel's went for a hit, um, uh, sorry, he hit Shannon Moore with, um, the angel wings I think it is or whatever it's called and um, then Joe had it tagged himself in and came in and hit him with a huge clothesline and pinned Daniels one two three as AJ was up somewhere by the entrance ramp so and then it kind of shows Joe walking off and then it cuts to the ring and you see uh, Daniel standing in the ring and AJ standing on the ropes um, putting the belt up onto the Ultimate X setup, and Joe's like, "Give me my damn belt!" And AJ's like, "You're gonna have to come get it." And Joe gets really pissed off and kind of it looks like he's gonna run in there and attack them and try to get it, but instead he just stands there like a pansy and does nothing and walks off and looks really pissed off. So um, I'm kind of wanting to see the Ultimate X match at the pay-per-view. Um, just for the fact that um, I like the X Division and AJ is my favorite TNA wrestler but um, due to financial issues I'm probably not going to be able to watch it so I might have to um, talk to maybe um, Eric and Marcus and maybe some of the guys from SWF and see if I could use their um, notes and stuff about the pay-per-view since I might not be able to watch it but um, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap the show up here um, although I was just listening to the, the sharp uh, to the sharpshooters podcast and they were mentioning that Marty Jannetty got fired again that it was reported that WWE had cut all business and personal uh, ties with Marty Jannetty um, the only thing that you know, I agree with them. The only thing I can think of that he did wrong was that during the Kiss My Ass segment Monday on Raw that he was laughing, um, not taking it too seriously. But, you know, I guess that kind of shatters my dream of the Rockers versus the McMahons at WrestleMania. But um, I guess, you know, I'll end with that. And I'll be back maybe Monday night or Tuesday night with the raw uh, recap I'm going to go ahead and set this up and um, once again I apologize that this is a boring episode but um, I've been under a lot of stress and really tired but um, if there's anybody that actually is listening to me at this point um, I thank you for your support and ooh, voice cracked but I didn't want to let the loyal listeners down um, Anyway, um, the website is wrestlingreviewshow.blogspot.com. Um, 
Also, if you would like to, um, there, if you like wrestling podcasts and mine doesn't have what you're looking for, you could try the Sharpshooters. Um, their website is the Sharpshooters, D-A, sharpshooters.blogspot.com. Um, go ahead and check them out or smartwrestlingfan.com. Um, those were my two main influences along with Figure Four uh, Daily or F4W Online or one of their many they got about 20 URLs I'm not going to get into them all but um, go ahead and check them out even uh, if you like my podcast um, I will admit that theirs are better than mine mainly for the fact that I'm new I'm doing this by myself and stuff so um, go ahead and check them out um, tell them Brad sent you I guess um, Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, going to get this posted so y'all can check it out. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Um, one more thing. I just wanted you guys to know that I'm going to try and put a song at the end of this. It's from a band called A Step Behind, and it's called Proper Precautions for a Fake Suicide. Um, you can check them out at the Pod Safe Music Network. Um, so check it out if you like it. Uh, let uh let me know and check them out thanks <laughs>